Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. And today, Kirstie's here with me again as we complete part two in our two-part series for our top five tactile sensory picks, or what I would like to call squishy, mushy things. And we did part one where we talked about play foam. We also did mad matter and slime. So we talked about that and what we do with it, how we use those in therapy, how PT speech and OTs can use them. And now we're ready to start part two. So we did one, two, and three. Number four is Aaron's thinking putty. You want to give everybody an idea of why we like Aaron's thinking putty better than TheraPutty, you know, the typical TheraPutty? Yeah. So, and I think just to back it up as this is part two of a two-part podcast, if you've listened to our podcast before, by now you should know that PDT, we try to set ourselves apart. We want to be different. You know, you go into a standard therapy practice and they've got their box of beans. They got their box of rice. Yes, there's different sensory play, but we try to take it to the next level and have a variety of different types of sensory play, which you now are learning that we have top five, which are all going to be coming into our clinics. But with the crazy Aaron's thinking putty, a lot of times OTs are asking for the therapy. As soon as you put a medical label on something, it automatically doubles the price of the product. So we really want things to be affordable. We want to be able to offer them to our family families as a continuation of their program so that in all of our clinical locations, you can purchase things that we use in therapy and kind of products that we endorse for purposes of home carryover, because ultimately it's not what you come to therapy for and do just once or twice a week. It's what's happening every day. So we want things to go home. Well, if we're constantly buying TheraPutty at a higher price, it's not affordable for all of our families to purchase that product and take home. So with Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty, they offer a huge variety of options in what the product is able to do. It's also therapeutic graded, not necessarily in the terms of what TheraPutty is and does the colors correspond to the low, medium, and high grades of therapy for hand strengthening. But because when we go to Toy Fair, we have the ability to see all the product line out there and we can handle anything that we want to. Mm-hmm we have the ability to then test out the products and see and then grade it ourselves. So PDT, we've graded the Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty. And then we oftentimes find that in the TheraPutty, which those containers that TheraPutty comes with, they are always broken. Always. The lid is always broken off. The TheraPutty is always spilling over the edge. Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty comes in a nice metal tin. Mm-hmm. And it comes in various sizes. We like the larger size because what we're doing with the putty is OTs like to pick stuff out of the putty. Speech too. But we're picking stuff out of putty. Well, I don't know how many times you can go back to therapy and think it's fun to pick beads out of the same putty over and over and over again. It's not fun. No, it's not a lot of fun. And for speech, it offers no vocabulary or no vocabulary development. There's no opportunity for verbs, no opportunity for talking about various things. So little beads are great if you, I guess, work on hand strength with that therapy, but it's not a great speech activity. Or if you're going to build a necklace or a bracelet and there's like a purpose Mm -hmm. with the beads. Yeah. Or they're different colors you can label colors, but a lot of our kids aren't at that level. So when we get to the point of what are we going to pick out of the putty, and we already know that beads, okay, that can only go so far, we look for different products that we can put in the putty 
and create different kits. So we have a variety of objects to pick out of the putty and also a variety of different strengths of the putty so that we can grade the materials and have different objects to pick out of the putty. Again, more fun, different levels of strengthening, and we package them into kits. So they're easy access for therapists to grab and go and have on hand for therapy. Yes. Now, Aaron's Thank You Putty is very quick to tell you that they don't grade it for therapy. That's not their purpose. That's not what they want to do with it. But internally on our end, we play with enough putty. We kind of know here at PDT what's, you know, various levels of hard, easy, not so hard, not so easy, that kind of thing. So we kind of graded it internally here and we've put cool, fun stuff to find in it. But that's no easy feat to make that happen. Kirsten and I had to work really hard at that and sort of understand the purpose of it, what you're needing to do in an activity, understand how therapy works, how to keep kids engaged. So now I think we've really got a good kit developed so that the putty is fun. They're pulling out cool, fun objects that are fun to play with and use. There's more vocabulary there. So as you're pulling stuff out, it's just not a bead. You've got different words there that you're naming for various objects and stuff. It's easy for speech therapists to build verbs and to build sentences or to just do a single word. And it makes it so it's a variety and fun. So it's not the same exact activity every single time because we get the therapeutic purpose of the whole pulling beads out of therapy. So Aaron's Thinking Putty is a great product, which also, by the way, it's a great company. I think they employ people with various disabilities and to help them in their factory there with the putty. So it's also a great company to work with. And we're happy to be able to work with them and to use their product in our clinics. Definitely. And it's just really fun and pretty to look at. I mean, they've got so many different colors. They've also got this great putty. It's called Glass and it is see-through putty. It is the coolest stuff ever. So when you first open the tin, it looks clear. Like it's just Mm see-through. Now, it's a little stickier than the other stuff. It's a different type of density, and it's a different type of product than the regular putty that they have. But also, the kids kind of get the point. So if they're not really getting the concept, if you want them to pull the stuff out of the putty, in this situation, it's literally clear so you can see what you're pulling out. It's really cool. So that's great. And then all the other ones, I mean, they have this, like, the oil slick that kind of looks like an oil slick, and it sort of changes color in the light. They've got glitter stuff. They've got stuff that changes colors with your hands. When you're working with it, it moves from, like, orange to yellow or blue to purple. So the hyper colors is what they call them. They're really cool. So we've got a variety. Kirsten had a good time. How long were we in that booth? For quite a while because we were trying to grade all the putties there. <laughs> we were. Yeah. We were. And I, <laughs> we did our work. Plus, we've also been using the stuff in therapy for a while too. So that makes a difference as well. Anyway, it's cool, fun stuff. We love it. So that's number four for our sensory tactile toys. Now, moving from Aaron's thinking putty to number five. Blue. Yep. And I just think that word is fun to say. Say it again. Floof. Yes. Floof is a product that's made by Playvisions. It is this lightweight, very, very lightweight compound. It looks like snow. You can buy like snowmen to make snowmen, make snowballs, all that kind of stuff with it. So it's pretty cool for all of that. It's not cold, but when you go up to it, it looks like a big snow mound. It's very lightweight. They also have this really cute like little s'mores kit you can make. And the Mr. and Miss Snowman was super cute at the toy fair, making like a little snowball. That was fun. But it's just a lightweight product. You just play in it. It feels good and it's different than sand. So it just gives you some more options to play with for a different type of experience. So as far as what we would do with the product itself, it's no different than how we would use the Mad Matter or other different products, hiding stuff in it, creating stuff, cutting, by manual hand, hand use, crossing midline. 
But what it does is it just gives another option. So if you've been working with the mad matter and you're sort of losing the child's attention, they're kind of, you know, getting away from that and they don't want to do anymore. Bringing out a new product just makes the interest then come back. And so you can pull them back in and connect in the therapy session and you have a variety of options to use within your therapy. Or you can be mixing it up. We have some children, you know, they might be a child with feeding issues and they don't take in a variety of textures. Well, if they don't take in a variety of textures orally, do they manipulate a variety of textures? Are they exposed to a variety of textures? Mm -hmm. So it just starts making you ask all these clinical questions and assess because we have podcasts. We're always assessing every single session. Mm -hmm. So again, it's so much bigger than the toy itself and the product that you use. It's about options. It is about options. And so that's one reason why we wanted to bring the floof to PDT and use that because it is about option. It gives you a different type of option to play with. It's fun. You can play with snow in the middle of July. That's fun. Just a fun concept so it gets the kids engaged and like you said you're always evaluating looking seeing and also what works for one child may not work for another so it just gives you something else to work with and play with and the same thing that we've talked about in therapy doing with like the mad matter and the slime like we did the first podcast and like we talked about with Aaron's putty just now you know it's what you do with this floof you can hide things in it they can look for different objects the way we package it we certainly can package it as you make the snowman stuff but we can also for us we have other toys and stuff we combine with the floof and we change them up so that kids can have fun with it. And it's different, you know, one day, one thing, one day, another, so that, you know, you can't have like Christmas in July potentially, or, you know, it's snowing in July in our clinic or something like that. And you can play with that instead of saying that day. And I think too, not to go to stereotypes, but a lot of times you think like little kids being outside, little boys are playing in the dirt and we'll get to dirt in a minute, but dirt and trucks. And you kind of think of like little boys are playing in the dirt and the mud and the trucks. And, you know, you've got that happening, but like little girls don't, sometimes want to get dirty. So with this, it's a texture experience. It's experiential play. We can put unicorns in the floof or, you know, fairies and have Mm -hmm. it be a little more geared toward girls. Not that the little girl can't play in the dirt. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Um, But again, it's about interest. And then also for OTs, you know, you can do dress up. So you can dress up like a fairy. So you can work on dressing skills. And then, you know, you can find like little, like you're saying, unicorns and dragons and little things in the floof. So you can create a whole therapy session that involves various skills and various activities and goals. But it sort of centers around one main idea. Yeah, one main idea. So you keep the child fully engaged. That's great for play skills. You know, I know that OTs and speech, you know, work on play skills for different reasons and different things. But I see sometimes some commonality and some of the those goals of engaging, stay with an activity, you know, that kind of thing. And so attention to task, right? Staying on topic. I mean, you can even involve a swing in the middle of it. You can do a dress up activity to begin with, or you can start with the swing. You know, the fairy princess has to, you know, go through the clouds and stuff to go to her magic fairy land. And then she dresses up like the princess and then she finds dragons or whatever it is in the floof. You know, it could be anything really, or tea party stuff to have a tea party with whatever, you know, it doesn't matter, but it's just all centered around that. So if you're working on getting the child in the swing first to sort of work with some getting you know their vestibular system or vestibular input or sensory input in a different way start on the swing and then carry that over you can also start the dress up thing on the swing you can have the crown and then you start to move so you can have an object to help you transition between activities and stuff so I think the floof just gives you another opportunity to do something else during the course of that session to work on a different goal in a different way yeah and just a side note how important pretend play Mm -hmm. and all of that is to therapy a lot of educational programs 
they might teach, like children come into clinic with these rote phrases or memorization of facts, but they can't incorporate themselves into a pretend play scenario. So we see it all the time, Kirsten. We see it all the time. You and I talk about this all the time. I mean, I think in our area, there's a lot of ABA therapy that happens. And I think that's got a place and a point in all that. But missing huge foundational skills for later development. And so I think sometimes we want kids to learn different skills and different concepts. Of course we do. We work on all of that. But I don't think we should forget about the fact that a child with autism or a sensory processing problem or artery processing problem, they can play. You know, one child's imagination or imaginative play doesn't necessarily have to like another's. And so one little boy that I worked with, he was diagnosed with autism a while back and, you know, he had no type of play skill and he had so much trouble with idioms and inferencing and any kind of concept, you know, where you had to draw conclusions or anything. And so we worked on, you know, he would come into therapy and we would, you know, have a balance beam on the hallway as we went back to the therapy room and he really wasn't into pirates or anything, but he kind of started talking about bears. We ended up doing some pirate stuff. That's why I started thinking about that. But he actually started talking about bears one day. And so I think we started off with a balance beam and so we walk on the balance beam the best he could like on a bear hunt you know and so we did the whole bear hunt thing and so we took that bear thing and we developed into a play scenario well you can do bears with floof you know bears are in the snow right (laughs) so anyway at the end of the day we have to adapt to a child and what they need and in order to best do that you need Mm -hmm. options yeah you do so the floof is just a fun cool toy sensory so many things you can do with it but it does give you options and that's really what we're talking about here so we've talked about our five top picks for mushy gushy play items tactile sensory (laughs) Um, there you go and we've already alluded to it just a few minutes ago with the floof made by the same company play visions but it is our bonus product or our bonus favorite pick for mushy play (laughs) things it is the dirt yeah it's really it's called dirt and it, D-I-R-T, it looks dirt. like dirt. Mm-hmm. So again, another option for our toolbox. Yes. And there are some videos out there on YouTube of Kirsten and I playing with the dirt at the toy fair, but it's lighter weight than dirt. It's not dirty like dirt. It's a little heavier than the floof. So it's a little bit more dense. The floof is very, very lightweight, very lightweight, but dirt is a little heavier. So you can run some like trucks through it and cars through it. It makes like truck prints and car prints and that kind of thing. You can definitely hide things in it, but it's the same concept as the floof and that you can just play with it and hide stuff and it just gives you another sensory option just like rice just like beans just like the floof just like kinetic sand it just gives you some various options for kids for sensory play Mm -hmm. and for play and little girls could play in the dirt you can plant flowers if you wanted to not real flowers but fake ones sure but they probably would choose the floof because it is prettier (laughs) just saying anyhow it is dirt's the color of dirt anyway i personally loved it i thought it was awesome We stood at that dirt table for a long time playing. It's cool stuff. Anyway, so that's our bonus product. So those are the last two plus one bonus dirt of our top five tactile sensory picks or mushy, squishy things to play with in therapy (laughs) or to use (laughs) for a tactile sensory experience, right? There you go. So there's links on the podcast to link you to those products. We're packaging them different than you're probably going to see if you go to the vendor's website just because... For use in therapy, we do it a little bit differently, a little bit more therapeutic, actually a whole bunch more therapeutic. So we have our own kind of system here for doing all of that. But you can check out Play Visions, of course, for the floof and for the dirt. For Aaron's Thinking Putty, it's puttyworld.com. And there is a ton of putty on there, y'all. So get ready. Cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Check out also the first podcast in the series. We talked about Mad Matter. We also talked about Play Foam. And we talked about Slime. Slime. Yay, slime. 
there's links on that podcast as well. So anyway, you can also check out lots of other podcasts with Kirstie and myself on theworkingtherapist.com. We talk about all kinds of stuff, business, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, and overall mine and Kirstie's opinions on lots of stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't have any of those. Anyway, um, <laughs> so none, nada. Anyway, thank you, Kirstie. I appreciate you helping me out. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, it was good stuff. This was fun. Thanks everybody for listening. We will catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 